not trying to mess with you, Dawson. That's we got so a show to do. Welcome back to Truth Hurts, where we expose corrupt politicians and lying corporate media. I'm Jake Duesenberg, your host today. We're broadcasting live from Roseville, Minnesota, in the belly of the beast, the zombie liberal apocalypse. It's so bad here, but it's a it's a it's if you're not watching from Minnesota, the reason it's so important to pay attention to what's going on here is we're kind of a red state. We're upper Midwest, and Democrats took over full control of this state. So if you want to see what the radical left agenda is like, pay attention to Minnesota. It could come to your state if you're in red state. If you're in a blue state, communist state. By the way, look at this. This is so cool. Someone, one of the fans dropped this off. Robert dropped this off right before he we went on air. Mm-hmm. This is my uh, passport if I leave the communist state of Minnesota. Isn't that, funny? <laughs> that is super cool. Yeah. Although his map, he had to explain half the things on it because he's uh, maybe a different generation than me. I didn't get a lot of them. He's like, that was the uh, that was the long-term mayor of St. Paul. I'm like, when? Like the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> this episode's brought to you by Alpine Cabinetry in East St. Cloud and Warren Wessel, Warren Wessel Realty. True story, I had Warren looking at a property for me. Give him a call. If you want to buy a home, sell a home, you know who to call. A trusted guy, someone who thinks just like you. Warren Wessel, his number, 612 612- Four one nine seven four five three. He's licensed in both Wisconsin and Minnesota. That's Warren Wessel six one two four one nine seven four five three. For the right home, he might get licensed in another state. I don't know. It depends how big a home you got. Mm-hmm. He might get licensed in another. State. I don't even know how that works. I just told Warren. I just sold Warren services, and he never agreed to this. Isn't that crazy? Mm. Well, it's on you, Warren, for advertising on Truth Hurts Show. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we believe in him. Uh, what are we talking about today, Mega Jesse? Yep, well, today is caucus day in Minnesota, so there's uh, things to go over on that front. And, of course, the uh, Never Again bill has been reintroduced, this time with 27 co-sponsors. Uh, we've got uh, an establishment candidate who caves and signs a uh, endorsement pledge. Uh, we'll get into that story Lee Finky wants an assault weapons ban. Uh, the Michigan primary is today, and then we'll also be going over some national stuff with Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. Okay. You know, I did. I actually forgot that the Michigan primary is before Super Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, big Yeah, both, uh, both the Republican and Democrat. And I was just talking about the Michigan Democrat primary today, mm-hmm. too. Should have known. Uh, the lovely Bridget, reading your comments. How are you doing, Bridget? Doing great. Always thrown off by this camera because sometimes it's close and sometimes it's far. <laughs> it's been but- mostly far lately, I think. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. But anyways, we have Tucker and Jam Teddy with us. And Tucker says, "Gotta love this Minnesota weather." Last night I was smoking moss with my windshield, and today it's cold, windy, and gonna snow. I hope it does not snow. What's mm-hmm. the difference between a moth and uh, and snow hitting your windshield, right? <laughs> I think the snow. That was a terrible joke. What, what am I doing? Was that um, a joke? Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was, Dawson. <laughs> Yikes. Um, w- make sure you comment here on Rumble. We might reach uh, Facebook and YouTube and. Uh, uh, Rumble Rants, if you want to interrupt us anytime, make sure you hit a Rumble Rant. Like and subscribe. Tells algorithm to show it to more people. Running the dials, Mr. Deep State himself, Dawson. Hello, everybody. Well, hello to Hope you. What day is it? Is it arm day or leg day? Tuesdays are always upper body day. I, I work out every single day we have a show. Um, that's how I kind of bunch all of my torment together into Tuesdays and Thursdays so that the rest of the days are fun. You know, Brad Ganser, big fan of the show, told me yesterday that he's going on a diet because uh, uh, we give him shit on the show. But the way I look at it is he gives us shit. That's, it was mm-hmm. just pushing it back at him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, he, he is learning from it. You don't. And by the way, Brad, guys don't go on diets. We train, right? So you're just training. <laughs> I'm on a diet. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Never again, Bill. This is on truthhurtsnews.com. By the way, uh, you know, we... 
had this relationship with Action for Liberty. This was never really technically an Action for Liberty show, but obviously I was the president of Action for Liberty. Um, we always shared the news articles on Action for Liberty. We're going to still promote the hell out of Action for Liberty, so go to actionforliberty.com. But a lot of our content is going to originate on truthhurtsnews.com. Um, you don't just put up a website and all of a sudden have a ton of content. So I have been a little leery to promote this thing, but now we've got a, a lot going on here. So this is at truthhurtsnews.com. Um, and this is the, uh, never again bill. Oh, I should also say, um, we also have a different Twitter account now, which is my old account. I stopped Twittering a long time ago, tweeting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I reignited that account so that truth hurts actually has an account with followers. Mm. Otherwise you have to start from scratch, right? I didn't know that. So there you go. Well, cause, uh, we were using the, you know, with action for liberties. Twitter mm -hmm. account. Mm -hmm. So want to make sure we kept those things separate. Let me know. Let me know after the show and I'll have to switch over on my end too. There you go. I should have told you that before show. All right. Anyhow, the greatest travesty of Liberty in our lifetime was the unilateral exercising of emergency powers by governors during the COVID-19 pandemic, citing a need to slow the spread. Governors like Minnesota's Tim walls illegally took over lawmaking functions of government and enacted anti-freedom dictates like business shutdowns, mass mandates, experimental shots required for state workers. And even an, order for citizens to stay in their home. I'll shut up real quick. We've got a rumble around oh, already. Sorry. Brad Ganser, $10. Here is my early rant to combat you being mean to me. I have already messaged all 27 legislators. Well, there you go, Brad. <laughs> yeah. And yeah actually, of it. Eric Mortensen had an email go out, Action for Liberty's new president, and talking about uh, all the 27 people that have signed on to that bill. So that's what uh, good old Brad Ganser is talking about. Uh Governor Walz's orders were met with resistance by brave business owners who defied his orders and opened back up. We had on a show Lisa and Jane last week. Uh, Lisa Monet couldn't make it. We had Lisa Hansen. Um, and then in case Lisa Hansen, obviously she ended up in jail for six days. Today, the Never Again bill was introduced in the Minnesota legislature. The important bill was initially authored in 2021 by Representative Eric Mortensen, who now serves as president of Action for Liberty. The Senate version of the bill... SF4246 was authored by Senator Nathan Wiesenberg, Little Falls, and has the maximum amount of four co-authors. They cap it in the Senate for some reason. I don't know why they do that by rule. Walter Hudson has the House version. Now let's dive into this bill, and I'll tell you exactly why it's so important. I know this bill very well because I happen to be drinking whiskey with Eric Mortensen up at his cabin, moose shed hunting, while he was writing this bill, mm -hmm. right? And I told them exactly what people like Jane Moss and Lisa Hansen wanted to see in the bill, right? So this bill, you know, truth be known, this bill was written by a lot of you guys out there. This was your frustrations with what the government did under COVID. And because Eric Mortensen was a rare breed of legislators who actually listens to the people, your wishes and desires got put in this bill. So let's click on HF uh, 4246. We'll go to the Senate version here real quick, uh, Dawson. And then click on the top left where it's got the language. As introduced. As introduced, yeah. All right, so uh, first of all, it's, it's known as the Unilateral Emergency Powers Repeal Act, okay? Or we call it the Never Again Bill. Um, before they even get into the Chapter 12 Emergency Powers and starting to delete things, it was very important to specify right off the bat that if there is any kind of emergency powers in the future... The governor or anyone in the government can't do this. They can't infringe on the rights of the people in the state, the right of free speech, the right to exercise religious beliefs. Remember, they shut down churches. Liquor stores fully open, by the way. The right to uh, assemble, 
Well, you know, BLM could always assemble, right? Yeah. It was only when like people on our side assembled that was a problem. The right to keep and bear arms, the freedom of travel, the right to operate a business or earn income. And um, it says that these orders carry the full force and effect of law, which is a, which is a power only granted to the legislative department under Article 4 of the Minnesota Constitution. Now, that's very important. Governor Walsh had never been able to do any of the things he did because he never was giving lawmaking ability. It's so amazing that they write these emergency powers laws many, many years ago, and a governor comes along and goes, oh, okay, well, I can just go dictate what people do by my own orders. That's not the way the government works in America. But, you know, the courts didn't see it that way, which are mm -hmm. crazy. All right, the other thing, and, and you guys can go read this bill. You can go to truthhurtsnews.com. But the important part is it goes into the chapters uh, where it says how an order is um, uh, declared. And you it's like uh, line 422, I think, uh, Dawson. And it basically says that um, the only way this happens is by a vote of two-thirds of the legislature. Now, why two-thirds? Okay, first of all, a governor can't just unilaterally declare there's an emergency, right? Because that's what can happen right now. The only way once he declares an emergency it could be taken away is the executive council of like five yes men. So that wasn't a real true fair and balanced way. But the legislature then has to take it back. So what this does is it says governor can't just unilaterally declare an emergency. Two-thirds of the legislature have to convene. And why two-thirds? Because this thing can't be political. It has to be so obvious to everyone that it's an emergency that even two-thirds, which is going to be probably Democrats and Republicans alike, agreeing there is an emergency and certain things need to be done. So this takes the politics out of it. And obviously during COVID, within months, I think most people would have been like, there's not a need for emergency powers where um, crazy things can happen. Now, even if an emergency is declared by two-thirds, once again, there's a Bill of Rights. You can't take away those powers. I don't want to go through the rest of the bill. The bill takes away a lot of the bad things in the current law. It even gets rid of the ability for the governor to throw you in jail. So Lisa Hansen can never happen. So it does a lot of good things. Now, let's go back, Dawson, to this page here. And you'll see the uh, scroll back one page. You'll see HF 4257. Okay, so uh, this is the commentary you're not going to get from anywhere else. All right, there is the list of co-authors so like i said walter hudson is the author of this and then you got a list of 21 co-authors with walter hudson now <laughs> i look at that list and i have insider knowledge and jesse has some insider knowledge and bridget's catching up a little bit on it because you you were asking us questions yeah. so either you and or... i just have seen how these guys work a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true yeah bridget so. was eric morrison's la legislative assistant and I look at this list, I go, you know, there's some of these people on this list that have some primary challengers or some endorsement challengers because tonight's the caucus, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not lost to me that this thing gets introduced and here's the caucus. And all of a sudden you get guys on here who probably don't really agree with the bill, you know? In fact, mm -hmm. I'm looking right now, Brian Farr, Brian's not running again. And I know Brian because we actually served the military together. Brian refused to sign this bill two years ago. Mm-hmm. So you, you actually have some people on here that probably um, signing it because they're just, they don't think it's going to go anywhere and they want to look good. Okay. I'm not saying that's Brian, but I don't, I, it is interesting. Brian went signed this two years ago. And then there's some people on this list that they're worried about their endorsement challengers. So mm -hmm. they're starting to play nice, which means you guys are winning, right? 
See, this is the thing. You go to caucus, you become delegates, you run for office, you challenge the establishment. What are they going to do? You either beat them, right? And then you get rid of a bad voting legislator. Or in another case, you know what happens? They actually come your way. They do what you want them to do. It's a win-win situation. Now, they've only put their name on a bill, okay? I'm not out there going to go congratulate all these people yet. They've really done the most minimum thing possible. They've they've just put their name as a co-author on a bill. The next test is for them to push this thing on a vote. And that's where you'll see a bunch of rhinos not give a hand saying, I want a roll call vote on it. Mm-hmm. And that is something that Eric Mortensen ran into all the time. Here's one other thing I'm going to say, and then we'll go to comments. I noticed, and Bridget, you were there firsthand. Do you remember the big thing that the rhinos always said about Eric Mortensen? He doesn't accomplish anything. Yeah, he gets nothing You're done. Last I checked, Eric Mortensen, who's not even in the legislature anymore, has got his bill now introduced in the Senate and the House <laughs> with 27 uh, authors on it. Mm-hmm. But this guy was useless and unimportant up at the Capitol. To me, it sounds like this guy actually was very powerful, did a lot. And it's really because Eric Mortensen's power comes from you guys getting behind somebody who has got great ideas. That's actually the mega movement in my regards. Mm -hmm. I got my personal issues with Trump as a person, although I don't know him as a person. So I I try to be a little more reluctant to say it. I, I, I see the... I see the persona on TV, right? That's all I have to judge. And if I knew him in person, maybe he's a really good guy, right? But the MAGA movement's great. I love the MAGA movement. In fact, it's really bad to hear the Democrats and Biden himself say that MAGA extremists are the greatest threat to democracy. No, MAGA people are the the hope that I have in the future. These are red-blooded Americans who love this country and will do anything. And they, they, they actually can understand the evil that's working against our great country. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the comments section um, here. Brad says, Kosnick and Nadeau coming through strong on this one. And Newt 2727 <laughs> says, John Kosnick, haha. Um, <laughs> yeah, Newt New, New probably knows that. Yeah, yeah Kosnick was an uh, interesting one, wasn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I know he's worried about some challenger. <laughs> um, Brad goes on to say, aren't you surprised at some of the names not co-authoring? Well, Brad, I'd be, more, I'd be interested on who you're referring to because in the Senate, they're capped at... Uh, four co-authors so there might be a lot more people that would want to be on it and they just can't um in terms of the house uh good question but you know mm-hmm. what people could still co-author we can add more names to it yeah. in fact mm-hmm. if you're republic no republican democrat legislator too yeah if your legislator's not on this in fact, wouldn't this be great if it became bipartisan <laughs> yeah. hey where's that numb nuts uh what's his name uh thank you can we get Finky on Where's this? Dave Lizagard on this oh, issue? Come on, Dave. Mm-hmm. Show us. You really believe in it, you con artist. Mm-hmm. Dave Lizagard, get on the Never Again bill. Wouldn't that be great? And then, then yeah. by the way, Dave Lizagard gets on it, then we want a hearing. We mm-hmm. want this guy making the movements. Absolutely. You know, people would think, oh, this could never pass. You know what? It actually could pass. All you need is four Democrats in, one de- in the House and one Democrat in the Senate. Yeah. And this thing passes. No, I take that back. The mask's off. Five in the house because uh, Kurt Doubt uh, resigned and he his position won't get filled until late. Was it late March? Hmm. Do you remember when the special election? I can't is? remember. Yeah. So the Democrats have a stronger majority thanks to mm-hmm. Kurt Doubt. By the way, but you you're know, right. I mean, when the rubber will really meet the road on this one is when they introduce it in the House, when they actually you know push a floor vote and in the Senate too. But uh, as you said, you know you need seven hands or whatever it is in the House to be able to uh, introduce and. Force a roll call, roll call vote on the floor. Uh, and, you know, once it's on the floor, that's when 
we'll see who's for real because uh, we might see of those people, how many of them will actually raise their hand to try to force that vote. I don't know how many will. I hope they all will. Uh, and there should be even more listed on that list. Uh, so we'll see what comes out of it. But you're right that we'll see exactly who's for real, who's for liberty, who wants to stop these mandates and everything once, it, once it's actually introduced, pushed on the floor, and voted on. Who's the main author again? Uh, well, Wiesenberg in the or Senate Wiesen- oh, and Hudson in the House. Oh, yeah. Okay. Walter Hudson in the House. Mm-hmm. Are they going to force a vote on it? They better. Uh, I would imagine so, but that's Hopefully. probably not going to come until a little later in the session. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you know, people think, oh, this can't go anywhere. There's no chance. Yeah, it, it really can. Now, here's the deal. Tonight is the caucus, precinct caucus. Okay. Uh, if you follow Truth Hurts, or, I'm sorry, if you follow Action for Liberty, they talk a lot about this. Okay. The importance of going to the caucus. It's very simple. If you want to change thing in, things in the political world, you have to show up. If mm-hmm. every patriotic Minnesotan who was upset about the tyranny of COVID and wants to see that never happen again showed up tonight and went to their caucus, okay, and you can go to you can go to your caucus. Like there's no, the law says anyone can go to caucus, okay. So if you showed up to caucus and overwhelmed the system with this issue alone. That would even force Governor Walls to have to sign it, right? Because all these guys are politicians. They're making politically calculated decisions. If I don't do what they say, is this going to hurt me at election time? And that's why Tim Walls ended up having to sign his own emergency powers, um, uh, the ending of his emergency powers, Mm -hmm. because it became so politically toxic for him to be against it. I should say it became politically toxic for people in his party. Mm Mm-hmm to still be on record voting to protect it. Like guys like Dave Lizagard, right? Yeah. Like if, if governor wall still had a shutdown at the time, this guy was uh, running for reelection. Okay. Oh, he was not getting reelected. Not a chance. The only hope they had is enough people forgot. And by the way, that's what they're counting on is they're counting on you doing nothing, staying at home, watching Netflix and just forgetting about what happened during COVID tyranny. I can't do that. I cannot mm-hmm. forget about what happened. That's the greatest travesty to Liberty in modern times. Okay. So we got to do something about it. go to caucus night. You can go to caucusfinder.com. That'll tell you exactly where to go for your caucus. Let's move yep, on. And it's uh, also important to introduce the never again resolution yeah. at your uh, caucus, because if your legislator isn't on board with it, or even if they are, we want it in the platform so that they are obligated to follow through on their promises. Brad just added that. He said, go to afrl.com, download the resolution, and bring it again tonight. Well, I like what he says there. The volume yeah. of never again resolutions at caucus two years ago is the reason it was introduced today. So I, I helped Action for Liberty with um, some of the caucus training and trained thousands of people again this year to go to caucus. It's awesome. Okay. Um, and we had a big event last Tuesday. It was awesome. Um, actually, neither one of you guys was, was there, were you? Mm-hmm. You guys missed it. You guys would yeah, have loved you, it. Yeah, not, not, not at the Mermaid, right? Oh, it was a blast. A lot of fun. Um, so I had this one guy show up to one of our trainings here and he was from, uh, um, I was gonna say new Brighton, not new Brighton, uh, North branch New I knew it was NB. Mm-hmm. He was from uh, North branch and he goes, I went to caucus. I did everything you guys said in 2022. And there were so many people that came to it when it came time for resolutions. He's like a dozen people had the never again resolution. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. like, so cool. you know, that makes my day to hear that. I convened my own caught precinct. Okay. And I got roped into it again. Cause William Beck's my BPOU chair. And he's <laughs> like, 
Jake, would you do it if I can't find anyone else? And I just know William. I know this. <laughs> I know what William was thinking. He's like, oh, yeah. Now I got Jake. I don't have to even look. <laughs> yep. right? Oh, yeah. Well, once he gets that, yes, he's not looking for <laughs> he's anybody else. He's not looking else. for anyone else. No, of course Why not. did I fall for it? I yeah. know William. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I would do the same thing, right? Can't can't trick me. I would do the same thing. So, anyhow, um, in my own precinct, when I asked people for resolutions, I had three people handing the never again resolution to me and the stop vaccine resolution. I wrote the resolution and I didn't even have to do it myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the power of us getting involved. You know, it was to a point where about a third of Republican delegates were people that were trained or encouraged to go to uh, the caucus by Action for Liberty. At least a third. I think it's probably more than that, right? Dang. Brad says he was um, resolutions chair in 2022 and had 75 never again resolutions. 75 never that's again crazy. resolutions. And Brad's in a, uh, in a Senate district, let's just say with... I don't know how many people would have gone in the Senate district. Um, well, we could do the quick math here. There's what? How many BPOUs are there in the state? 170. Let's just say there's there wouldn't even be a thousand. I'll put it this way: there would be 300, 400 people that probably went to caucuses in that whole uh, BPOU. So I, I think it's probably close to a third of the people there handed in never again resolutions. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's how you get that. He's absolutely right. That's exactly why they all co-author that bill. All right. Nikki Haley was in town. 225. Oh, my math was off. So what's 75 divided by 225? Isn't it funny? Brad's like on the ball today. Like <laughs> yeah. All the numbers. Oh, yeah. You know? That's like the first time I think I've ever seen that happen. <laughs> oh, poor guy. And he's already gone. He's done the rumble rant today. Yeah. What is 75 divided by 225? He's got a calculator. Um, point three three. Point three three three. Is it really a third? Mm-hmm. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did he just make that up to make my math all work out? <laughs> yeah. No, it, well, not a joke. It was a third of the people uh, of our people went mm-hmm. or made up. I know the ranks of the GOP. How many went in the Democrat Party? We had this girl trained up here. She's like, I'm going to the Democrat Party. I'm in St. Paul, and I'm gonna. She. I don't think she ended up doing, but she was convinced she was going to run against her legislator. Now, here's the deal. I don't know if she was able to get into the Democrat. Um, caucus because they had a vaccine mandate Mm -hmm. did you know that Mm -hmm. they literally had a vaccine passport system set up for their caucus okay let's move on nikki haley birdbrain was in town yesterday does she have any shot let's let's go over the numbers in the michigan primary does she have any shot anywhere in here jesse no of course not and you know i I try to find some information about the nikki haley stuff after the fact i thought about going and trolling the event but you know i thought you know she's so irrelevant that why even give any kind of attention? She's already only going to get maybe 20% in Minnesota. Same thing with Michigan. Same thing with every other Super Tuesday state. She's got absolutely no chance. So it's almost like, you know, she's so irrelevant that uh, she doesn't matter anymore. Rashida says vote. on. Okay, so you – hold on. We're going to go into – I'm sorry. I put you on the spot there. We were talking about Super Tuesday numbers here with her. Let's mm-hmm. go to this. Michigan primary night. The Democrats have something going on here. This is very interesting. Yeah. Yep, so uh, what's going on in Michigan, and uh, I think Minnesota has it too where you can vote uncommitted in the uh, Democratic and Republican primaries, but uh, Rashida Tlaib, you know, no, you know, she's a radical leftist, on the one of the members of the squad, she's from Michigan, uh, she's a Muslim, and she is out there telling people that because of the Israel-Palestine war, uh, that she wants Democrats to go and vote uncommitted in the Democratic primary. 
this means that, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a substantial amount. Even Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, was saying it's going to be a substantial amount of people who are voting this way. I think a lot of the Democrats are fed up on what's going on. And, you know, Joe Biden's being pulled from two different directions from the uh, radical people on the Palestine side to the radical people on the Israel side. So uh, she, uh, you know, this Michigan primary that's going on tonight is going to show just how much uh, just how much support Biden is losing from the uh, Democratic base. So what's this video here? You got yeah, th this is just a little bit more information about it. All right, should we watch this? Which... Yeah, sure. Uh, line 11 there, Dawson. I don't know why you're Looks like this. it's Rashida. Thanks for posting that, Brad, by the way. T-Wall for life. Interesting how the local news overcovered her visit. Yeah. Is that this one? Yep. Yep. Buzz, that was Michigan Congresswoman and squad member Rashida Tlaib telling her fellow state Democrats to reject president biden in the primary instead she's urging residents to vote quote uncommitted show they're unhappy with the biden administration's handling of the israel hamas war last year talib accused biden of supporting a palestinian genocide and warned we will remember in 2024 so look at this former white house ethics lawyer richard painter writing on x quote this is a great way to hand michigan to trump in november <laughs> I find it funny that Rashida Tlaib thinks that thinks that Wait, she hasn't gotten pause, enough pause, attention. Pause right there. Over that was Richard Painter. Yeah, that's what they said too. Wait, is that is uh, that I, the I Richard Painter? I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it might have been. It might have been. It might have been. Can you scroll? Is there a way to zoom in there? You, you remember who this guy is? He was a candidate in Minnesota. Yeah, we, we just about watched the, his ad. Yeah, dump fire, the dumpster fire. Zooming in on the guy on the right. No, can you the tweet? No, the tweet. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll um, see if I can find it as well. This is too funny. Out. If that is why, why would they quote Richard Painter? Yeah, of all people. Yeah, that that's bizarre. Give me, give me just a second. Is there another Richard Painter out there? Is the big question I have. Are we putting you on the spot here, Dustin? Is it too? No, hard I'll to be able to do it. I just have to get to the tweet. That's him. That's definitely that him. That is him? Oh, yeah. I'm well, looking go, at okay, it right let's now. Let's go back here. Why did they bring up Richard Painter of Minnesota? Because they're, they're claiming that, you know, he's saying that this is going to help Trump win Michigan. Hit, hit the audio again. Yeah, but why is Fox News quoting Richard Painter? I don't know. Israel, yeah, Hamas it is weird. War. Last year, Tlaib accused Biden of supporting a Palestinian genocide and warned, we will remember in 2024. So look at this. Former White House ethics lawyer Richard Painter writing on X, <laughs> quote, <laughs> Is it painter? Yeah, he was a ethics lawyer under George W., I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that is so... How is he even on their radar? Yeah, I don't All know. All right, we have to do this. Uh, go to YouTube real quick, Dawson. Pull up Richard Painter dump fire, dumpster fire. I know some of you guys saw this when we brought it up. I don't know when this was, a month ago or whatever. Weeks. Like was it weeks? Two weeks. Well, yeah. it's worth watching again. It's pretty damn funny, isn't it? I'm, you're giving this video half of the views it probably has. It's... <laughs> worth it it's worth there you go uh yeah. there you go some people see a dumpster fire and do nothing but watch the spectacle some are too scared to face the danger or they think it will benefit them if they just let it keep on burning others shrug and say oh all this talk of a dumpster fire it's just fake news <laughs> there is an inferno raging in washington but here in the land of ten thousand lakes <laughs> We know how to put out a fire. I am Richard Painter, <laughs> and I approve of this message. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a psycho killer, you know? I know, it does look like, it's like yeah. a, and the Michael Myers theme song, too. It, you know, it's fascinating. That is who they go for an official 
tweet quote uh, <laughs> yeah. on that story. Yep. No, what I thought I thought world this is. Yeah, it is crazy, but you know, we'll see what goes on for uncommitted today. You know, some people are saying, you know, 10%, 20%, you know, I'd hope for a lot more because I don't understand how the Democratic base is just accepting that Joe Biden is going to be their nominee. Uh, you know, can we do does anybody really think Joe Biden is going to be alive in 2029? when the end of his second term would supposedly be over. I mean, give me a break. Joe Biden is going to die in office if they reelect him. It's, uh, you know, it's it's elder abuse at this point. You know, I just realized uh, I think the next thing that we're going to do for this show, it'll be a mainstay, is we will go to Richard Painter on every topic yeah. and make sure we know where he stands on the issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk about Super Tuesday. Let's go through the numbers in Super mm-hmm. Tuesday. What do you got for us, Jesse? Oh, I, I don't have any. Did you not uh, do it? <laughs> I thought I thought you were putting a link in there for uh, the Super Tuesday numbers. I mean, that was poor, I, I did poor show planning. I, I was I was looking at. You don't know uh, my heart. <laughs> no, of course not. But I mean, it's it's like seventy thirty in most cases, and then same thing with Michigan. Same thing with uh, you know the rest of it. Uh, so you know eighty twenty seventy thirty. That's the majority of the results for all of uh, Super Tuesday, and you know we might even see some where Nikki can't even get to that twenty percent. I've seen a couple of polls where. Uh, Michigan, she's only at 15%. Uh, so she's got absolutely no chance. She's uh, totally irrelevant. And I hope that Super Tuesday is the end of her campaign. All right. I'm going to dump this online. Uh, let's see here. Dawson, we're going to go to line. Shoot, what's going on? Uh, I'm just going to dump on the interest. So line six, okay? I want to show people the math. And the delegate count. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to show people the polling on 538. I think people tune into our show because they get some news that they probably have to go find themselves. We'll make it easier. My yeah, bad no, on that What one. is it? That's it's, my bad, Dawson. Or uh, Jesse. I, yeah, I, what I, is it? 35, 36% though of uh, the yeah. uh, delegates for the GOP National Convention are up for grabs within Super Tuesday. So, you know, almost half of... Uh, you know, the uh, entire elected uh, elections are going to be officially over for the Republican primary as soon as Super Tuesday is over. Yeah, and I mean, you know, one would argue she shouldn't be in this race after losing her home state. Mm-hmm. By, By 20 the way, points. The, the funny part about the mainstream media, and I like how T-Wall mentions how the local news overcovered her visit, because they did. I saw a packed room, right? Mm-hmm. But even the uh, the way they spun... Um, the storyline with uh, South Carolina as if Trump didn't win well or didn't do well because uh, 40% were a bit basically against Trump. That's the way they spun it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, big big problem in the Republican ranks. 40% don't want Trump. It's like mm-hmm. he beat the woman who was, was she a two-term governor yeah. of the state? And by not 20 only points. That. He got That's huge. The, he got the most votes ever in a Republican primary for South Carolina, for New Hampshire, and for Iowa. Nobody has ever topped the results that he's done. He doubled the results of the last uh, record in South Carolina for a GOP primary. So what, what do we know what was going on in South Carolina? Of course, the, uh, the leftist independents and the Democrats were voting in the Republican primary for Nikki Haley. Uh, if you look at the actual breakdown of uh, you know who these voters were that were voting for Trump, it was something like 87% of Republican uh, voters who are registered Republican in South Carolina were voting for Trump. It's only these uh, leftist independents. It's only the Democrats. Those are the only people that are voting for Nikki Haley. Besides that, the Republican Party has 100% decided that Trump is going to be the nominee. 
All right, uh, Dawson, go to uh, line six here, or whatever line that was I said. Yeah, line six. Let's pull up uh, political. This is showing you the uh, number of delegates that are allocated per state. And you can kind of see a nice little map. 874 mm -hmm. GOP delegates will be up for grabs in 16 states and territories. Scroll down just a little bit. You can actually click and hover over California, which is the top one. Uh, keep going. Yeah, there you go. Oh, they changed that graphic from last night. All right, there you go. Hunt was at 169 delegates of California. Next state's Texas. Yeah, Minnesota's is listed on there. 161. Uh, yeah, Minnesota's just 39 delegates mm -hmm. in total. Um, so, anyhow, uh, that is what's up for stake on Super Tuesday. So, let's go and let's look at where uh, the race is, starting with California, because that's the most states. That's a line. That's column G on line six, Dawson. Uh, this is according to 538. So here's Trump with a massive, what is that, plus 654? I can't read the screen. A huge, I mean, you can see Haley's yeah, in green. Dawson, like. what does that say, average as of today, down there? Average as of today for Haley? For both. 73.1 uh, for Trump and then 18.9 for Haley. Mm -hmm. Okay, now go back up. Now go up to the top. You see where it's got the state. You can change the state and go to Texas. Eighty-two point one for Trump, twelve point two for Haley. Mm -hmm. All right, go to North Carolina. It's the third most, and then and then we'll go to Minnesota just to show the polling. Seventy-three point eight Trump, twenty point two for close. Haley. Mm -hmm. And then let's see if they got Minnesota in here, just so you can see that like on Super Tuesday, there's no there's no place she is doing well. I think this was the K. Yeah, I was a KSTP poll. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, we we would have. Wrote about that and talked about that. It was about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, was that Trump 76%? Haley 14? Something like that. And I can't imagine she's made much movement since then. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Super Tuesday, the one shot she's got. Now here's the question I have for you, uh, Jesse. Does she stay in after Super Tuesday? Is there any chance she stays in after Super There's Tuesday? There's still a chance. I mean, you know, she's... I, I can't explain it, but, you know, she must think she's taking some kind of principled stand. And, you know, I will give Nikki you don't Haley... Think she's doing that. I mean, she might see it in her own mind that way. You, you know, think so? absolutely. Do you think I, it's I like think... a part of the lot? Like, I've just been listening to Candace a lot, and Candace is, I don't know, I think she has interesting points on things, and she keeps thinking, like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever at all that she's still in the race. So is there some, like, something that she knows that the left has planned up their sleeve, and she's just, like, doing their bidding? I don't know. Yeah, don't know. that's super the thing. Weird. You know, she could still just be waiting for... Uh... But, like, is this their plan to, like, even if Trump wins, not let him in? Mm -hmm. and have Nikki go in there and do their bidding. I don't know. No, I think what's happening is the establish she she's got a motivation. There is just money, right? Yeah, the establishment like forces. Just... She wants that infrastructure. She wants that money. Now, Coke, the Coke Network, uh, Americans for Prosperity, yeah, just said that they're pulling money. They're just going to mention her by name. Mm -hmm. But she's trying to get in the good graces of these people being their one dog in the race against Trump. Mm -hmm. It's not working. So that's the rationale she has for staying in the race. What do they have in the race? I, they have to be purely looking for a black swan event. Mm -hmm. yeah. And to some degree, maybe they can force that black swan event. That's right? what I wonder if they... Yeah, and I had just seen some article where Nikki Haley has spent, I think, almost $75 million on her presidential campaign Dang. just in Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. Uh, so, I mean, I, which is totally terrible to think about because, like, Think about what $75 million could be used for, so much good it could be used for. What is it being used for? It's being used for Nikki Haley. And 
I, I think in her own mind, she's seeing some kind of principle for it. And I, I got to give her a little bit of credit just because she is tough. You know, she's getting a lot of criticism. She's being swung at in every direction, and she's still staying in the race. I'm not saying that it's a good thing. Uh, it's obviously a waste of our time. It's a waste of her time, uh, and it's uh, a waste of, of a lot of money. Uh, but she is tough, and uh, she's obviously not backing down when it's so obvious that she has no chance. Uh, but I, I, I could see her either uh, stepping out after this Super Tuesday, but I could also see her hanging in there because she has said, uh, I am going to stay in this race until the very last vote has been cast. Now, obviously, all of these uh, presidential candidates act tough until the very last moment. Tim Scott did it. Chris Christie did it. Ron DeSantis did it. They all act tough until the very last moment when they hear, oh, my donors are pulling out. I guess I need to get out of this race. So uh, Nikki Haley, she's going to hang in there as long as she's got some money coming in. And, uh, you know, I could see her taking it all the way through to the convention or up until the point where uh, President Trump has secured all of the Republican delegates necessary to win at the RNC convention. Who's he picking as VP right now? You, you were recording CPAC. Yeah, CPAC had a poll. But what, what was interesting about that CPAC poll, I don't think it's going to be anybody on that list. You know, Trump has decided that he's, uh, you know, he gives us little hints here and there. I think he was using Tim Scott. I think he was squeezing every little vote he could get out of him in South Carolina, but I don't think Tim Scott is going to be his VP candidate. Uh, I think there's plenty of options on the table. I hope that uh, Trump chooses someone that MAGA would be happy with that's uh, general, generally respected in our country. I don't know exactly who it's going to be, though. All right, Trump wins South Carolina. He's got a victory speech. Uh, we got some video for you, but before we do that, um, a couple house cleaning things. Um, housekeeping things yeah <laughs> i get made fun of because i get all those uh things wrong. <laughs> uh housekeeping things um first of all we are on locals uh do you have the page up dawson my thing it should be ready although it's saying that i am a robot so i probably have to do that again i but. am a robot yeah. uh we're on locals now for social media i think a lot of you guys are just like us. You don't know where to be on. Are you even on social media, Bridget? Not at all. Not at all. Nope. Okay. And you're on Truth. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even, Which, even oh, I Truth Social, I barely check. I, I go on there like once every couple days just to see what Trump's saying, what what Tucker's saying. Yeah. You know, besides that, there's, there's nothing else on all Truth. All right. Well, let's be honest. Twitter is winning right now, or X, okay? Um, Locals is something that we've been looking for. It's got a partnership with Rumble, Okay. So we are on locals. Do you have the locals? So yeah. it's a community, or what do they call? It? I think it, you join the Truth Hurts community. You can check this out. So yeah, basically what happens is if you see the join button on our Rumble stream, you click on that, and you'll be brought to a page that looks like this, and then you the locals makes it a little hard. You have to do you have to click up here, and then there will be a button that says make an account. Um, but then once you do, you would go here. You press sign in. And then it'll sign you in. Hopefully, it doesn't show me anything. That you discover new community. It says up there. Yep. So you do find communities and you do the truth hurts. The truth hurts. It there is this one. And Click then you on join, join that. Join community. There you go. That's how you do it. Yep. All right. We're already starting with six member or five members. It looks like okay. So and then I just started posting yesterday. So. You can see our articles that are going up. The videos are going up. This is where we have um, subscribers too. So eventually we'll have subscriber only material. 
That will be fun. Is that what you do? You pre click yep. support? Yep, so then once you want to see those subscriber things, once they come out, you click press support that. up here, and then it'll bring you up to a page where you can do whatever you got to do on that. Yeah, end. I think it's monthly, isn't it? $10 monthly. You can you can make it annual or monthly. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So you have to pay to follow? Uh, this, to well, follow? you no, you can follow for free, but if oh. you want to be in the exclusive club, and I'm going to tell you what, I don't even know all the fun stuff we're going to have here oh, on the Rumble exclusive Rant. club. Okay, oh, just give me a second on the Rumble Rant, but thank you, T-Wall. Uh, this is this is gonna be a lot of fun. Sometimes we're gonna be talking about topics, and we're gonna have some insider information because you know the thing about this show is we are political insiders. We know the stuff. Luckily, we've had our head on straight the whole time and steer still steering towards liberty. A lot of people get corrupted when they get in, right? Jesse's not getting corrupted. I'll tell you that much. That guy is staying <laughs> pure. I love it. So. Uh, we're going to give you some inside stuff only on that exclusive stuff. Plus, there'll be other things. We'll actually have live events. All of our subscribers can come to our studio and watch a live broadcast. There's another thing. So become a subscriber. We have some big things in mind. Most importantly, uh, the paid subscribers help fund this operation, right? Because we want to do big things. We want to do investigative reporting, uh, many documentaries, lots of cool things. So it just doesn't work unless we have the resources to do it. So anyhow, uh, We'll, we'll probably be talking about this a lot in the future, but that's what the paid subscriber thing is. All right, Rumble Rant. Um, hope Trump, oh yeah, first of all, it's T-Wall for life. And he says, hope Trump learned a lesson selecting Pence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah, and I think he's got other good options this time, whether it be J.D. Vance, whether it be uh, Christy Nome, whether it be Vivek, or, you know, th there's some other people out there. I, I don't want it to be Crift or Tulsi Gabbard because, uh, you, know, I, you know, we were watching her uh, CPAC speech earlier. Uh, she's obviously just kissing up to Trump. She's saying whatever she thinks she needs to to try to move forward. You know, her, Tim Scott, you know, they're like Kamala to me. You know, it's it's just a mumbling, bumbling jumble of words. And, you know, it doesn't mean anything. And they'll say and do anything just to advance their own career. Uh, so between the Nikki Haley's, the Tim Scott's, I'm hoping that Trump can see through all that stuff. And, uh, you know, and also not pick some kind of rhino like Mike Pence who's going to backstab him at the last minute. Where's, <laughs> where's Pence now? Is he dead? <laughs> no he's just faded. what is he doing nowadays i think he, he no he just made some pack or something some political action committee i can't oh, remember geez. but you know it's just a irrelevant same thing as nikki irrelevant i never could stand pence from day one but i understood that it was actually a smart move by trump find the most neutered run-a-mill like mm -hmm. even-handed steady guy that you could possibly find to balance out your crazy because let's be honest, that's what people like about Trump. That's what I like about Trump. You get the crazy with him. The mm -hmm. crazy's fun. He's freaking entertaining. From day one, I was like, this guy is fun to watch debate. The biggest travesty in this election cycle is he didn't debate. And I mm -hmm. get it from a political standpoint. Part of the problem with my job is I understand the politics, but I want to observe the entertainment value too. And man, we missed out that Trump wasn't in those debates. Because mm -hmm. let's be honest, if if Biden debates, Biden won't debate. Biden won't even be the candidate coming out of the convention, as I've predicted many times. It'll be Michelle Obama, maybe Gavin Newsom, but most likely Michelle Obama. Um, it, but if Biden was, there's no way he would debate. And those wouldn't be fun debates anyhow. Mm -hmm. Like they just wouldn't. Biden is, it's hard to watch Biden these days. Mm -hmm. And did you hear Gavin Newsom? He actually said, well, Nikki's making a great case for us. Nikki is out there saying, you know, that Trump shouldn't be president and that he, you know, he's an agent of chaos. So Gavin Newsom is out there saying that Nikki Haley is doing a great job for the Democratic Party and they can biggie, uh, piggyback 
off of her uh, message. So yeah, but I, didn't like Kamala say Biden was like a racist or something? I mean, they say so much during primary season. No, no, I'm and, saying, but Gavin Newsom is complimenting what Nikki Haley is doing. I know, I'm just saying and, that and they I'm all saying do that this. Right? Nikki Haley, you know, all of these videos where she's trashing Trump, where she says Trump cannot win. I mean, all of that is going to be used by the Democrats. She is doing the bidding of the Democrats at this point, and that's why we need to push her away as completely irrelevant. Listen, I understand people's concerns about Trump's path to victory in the general election, but if you think he can't win, like, have you learned nothing about politics in the last yeah, eight, nine Nikki years? Nikki Haley can't win. That's who can't win. MAGA would abandon her 100%. We predicted on the Living Free podcast, uh, some of you guys maybe followed us since then. That was Jack and me. Uh, in 2016, before election, we predicted Trump's victory. And you know who we were quoting on that? We're quoting Michael Moore. Because mm-hmm. Michael Moore saw it coming. There's some Democrats that saw it coming, and we saw it coming too. Yeah, Michael Trump Moore's starting to predict and by the Trump way, 2024. I brought this point up last night to my neighbor. You know, Biden didn't win a fair and balanced election in 2020. Say what you will about cheating after the fact, machines and stuff like that. It was a rigged election for two reasons. It was rigged because... You had, uh, uh, now we know, the government, the FBI, literally going and saying that uh, there was misinformation, Russian disinformation on the Mm -hmm. Hunter Biden laptop story, which polling has showed that that would have changed people's votes. Mm -hmm. And number two, how we know it was rigged is they changed laws in many states on absentee ballots. You had a record number of people voting. The barrier to entry to get to vote was so much limited. Mm-hmm. They, they, it just tilted the hand so heavily in favor of the Democrat Party. Right, and remember how much, how badly Biden lied. Biden was saying he was going to be like an anti-lockdown candidate. He was calling Trump the lockdown candidate. He was out there saying that he was going to end the virus and that he was going to get America back to work. You know, he was the one who kept all of it going and going and going, you know. So Joe Biden, you know, if people had known how he was actually going to be and if people had known how demented his brain is, he would never have gotten as many votes as he allegedly did. Right. Well, I mean, and he probably did get a lot of votes, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, some there's a lot of blue no matter who idiots out there. Yeah, exactly. But they're harvesting these absentee ballots. And a lot of that was laws that were changed by governors using emergency powers. It was mm-hmm. rigged. It was a rigged system. Yeah. That's why I don't fully believe that COVID happened because they want to get rid of Trump. But boy, that's a believable conspiracy of all of them. I mean, that's yeah. very believable. I mean, it was beneficial to make it happen. So Trump, I mean, Trump, People forget Trump was on his way to an easy re-election in 2020. Yeah. It looked great for him. And then COVID happened. So, and then they, ch- and then even then with all the change in laws and we all saw that hockey stick, right? It changed overnight. Like we go to bed seeing, seeing Trump win. And then all you have mm-hmm. is this influx of absentee ballots, right? In favor of all these changed laws, so to speak, in favor of the Democrats. All right. I want to get into this Trump um, victory speech in South Carolina. I didn't see this video, and you were mm-hmm. telling me about uh, they booed Lindsey Graham. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we got that bet going of uh, whether Trump will end up endorsing Lindsey Graham in 2026. Maybe he will after you watching this thing. You say he does. Thing, you know, I say he does. I, I don't think he will. I think that he's using him for... Uh, his political oh, wait, capital I t- in this I moment. I said he will endorse Lindsey Graham? Yeah. Oh, I bet he will. Yeah. yeah. I was just saying, but, I can't believe it took the other part of that. Oh, yeah. No, you, you said he would. And, uh, yeah. you know, so Trump brings Lindsey Graham up on stage. And, uh, you know, obviously the MAGA, the MAGA world had something to say about it. So uh, go ahead and play that clip there, Dawson. Uh, 1025 is where it happened. Thank you very much, Tim. A really great job. Amazing. Another man, not a lot of people know him. He doesn't do too much television. He happens to be a little bit uh, further left than some of the people on the stage. But I always say 
When I'm in trouble on the left, I call up Lindsey Graham and he straightens it out so fast. And I'll tell you, no, 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 remember, remember. I love him. He's a good man. Come up here, Lindsey. Come up here, Lindsey. Come here. <laughs> what, what? Stop, stop, God, stop, stop, stop. I can't, I can't even fist take bump. it. I what can't even take it. Freeze frame that. <laughs> I know. That was, Dude. oh my God. Uh, I watched that too. Trump like pushes it away. Oh my God. Oh, stop. <laughs> this, I can't believe politics is free. Oh, no. this is just, I mean, that is it's just gold. classic there. And, yeah, I mean, Trump is humiliating <laughs> him by bringing He's him up. so humiliating <laughs> Well, here, hold on. Do you, do you want to hear what Lindsey Graham actually had to say Should to I? Him? I just want, I want that <laughs> it's, image. It's, it's real quick. I want that image. That's my new uh, screensaver right there. <laughs> yep. Look how funny that is. <laughs> It, what is see this is I like the people I like Trump is an idiot I'm like nah, I think wait, 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 he knows what a, a genius he definitely knows what the yes. what a fist bump was hold on you know back up just a little bit I'm sorry we're 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 this immature whoops uh, Razzle Dazzle wants to know why do we think he is oh, yeah. introducing him there strange no no it's not strange because my prediction is gonna be right he's gonna endorse Lindsey <laughs> no, Graham uh, no I, I got I got a theory on this I think that he's basically bringing Lindsey Graham up there so that Lindsey Graham knows your only way to you know to uh, power. Is by is through MAGA. You're gonna yes. have to win these people back over. Yes, a hundred percent. And then Trump will endorse him. We'll see okay, about now that. Let's watch this. I think Lindsey Graham's going in. Yep, Lindsey Graham offers it, so Trump <laughs> yep. sees it and wants to make it awkward for Lindsey Graham. Yeah, see, he, this he is rejects it. Trump is like a and look. He even pushes genius. it away. He pushes it away. He does. Too. Yeah, and he pushes away. Yeah, and usually he pulls people in too, right? Yeah, like he is a secret genius. I think. <laughs> I think I'm going to take the opposite end of this one. You take the opposite. Yeah. But for look at that limp wrist, too. <laughs> Who fist bumps like that? Yeah, it's a weak fist bump. That's sure. the worst fist bump I've ever seen in the history of fist bumps. And look he has this. to bring Watch the mic this. down. Look at that. Who does that? <laughs> Do you know if a guy gave a good fist bump, he'd probably break his wrist doing that? Yeah. That's why <laughs> right. you form. You don't punch like this. That is probably how Lindsey Graham punches. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Brad says he has an iPhone, Jake. Just saying. Shut up, Brad. <laughs> God. Brad, oh, can we ban him? <laughs> yeah. Razzadazz also says, why endorse him, Jake? Why endorse Graham? Because uh, Trump is a politician in the end of the day. He just happens to be a really good one. But there'll be a reason he'll well, want. You're saying loyalist. Yep. Like that he'll say. Well, that's, that's actually, loyal. to but, me, but the, but the to problem me, that's is, a good you know. characteristic of Trump in the sense he's loyal to people personally. And, and in business, he's done this. But he's disloyal to his base who give him a lot of leeway mm -hmm. they do but in this case his base clearly doesn't like uh lindsey graham right and but he's know, going to be loyal thing is because loyal. lindsey graham will move so certain things for him when the senate is in republican hands by the way the republicans will win back the u.s senate you guys realize that mm -hmm. right the math is like way in their favor you, mm -hmm. you actually west virginia is like a no-brainer it's gonna go republican so the yeah. Republicans will have said Lindsey Graham's going to move things for Trump in the Senate. That's why he's going to get endorsed by, by Trump. Mm -hmm. Maybe, but you know that. That's yeah, still Razzle Dazzle says they'll bring down Trump's popularity. Down, Jake. Trust me, Trump can afford to lose his popularity a little bit. They'll forget about it. They just but will. That's the thing. Who's going to vote for Nikki Haley because he brought uh, Lindsey Graham on stage? Nobody. And you know, right. one, one thing that's interesting that Trump says there. 
He says that this guy's a little bit further to the left. No, you know, well, when I'm in trouble with the left, I call Lindsey Graham, which <laughs> which makes me yeah. think that, you know, Lindsey Graham must be a real mover and shaker in the Senate to actually be able to swing some Democrat votes here and there on different issues. That's what I would figure, you know, especially why wouldn't Lindsey Graham have that kind of uh, that kind of influence over Democratic senators? I think he probably does. You know, he's been around there for a long time. He gets along with a lot of the Democrats. He votes with the Democrats on a lot of things. Uh, so I'd imagine he does have a decent relationship that Trump is trying to uh, take advantage of. Yeah, well, listen, Lindsey Graham's a freaking traitor. That guy's yeah. a traitor. That and, guy's and, a warmongering buffoon. Right, and he certified the 2020 election, which makes me wonder why is Trump using him. But I, I think what Trump also wants to do is show, look, I've got the establishment behind me, too. Yeah. Nikki's got nobody. She can't even get Lindsey Graham. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? true. That, that's see, the way Graham I see Graham knows. It. He knows. And he latches on to Trump. Lindsey he, Graham, he knows he has Lindsey to. Graham would sell out on Trump in a hot minute if he could. But he can't. Oh, He's yeah. in South Carolina. If Lindsey Graham was in Minnesota, well, that's not even a good example. Where's Trump not good in Republican ranks? I'm trying to think of an example. Utah. Utah? Utah a little bit just because it's super Mormon. They, they don't like the moral stuff. But, you know, even with that, Mike Lee still became the Republican nominee and was still, uh, you know, pushing to the U.S. Senate. So, yeah. But Utah is one of the states that there is a decent amount of disapproval among the Republican Party for oh, Trump. There you go. Well, I guess even Minnesota is a good case of point because Lindsey Graham does care about the general electorate, too. So, yeah. OK. Am I missing any big comments here? I'm sorry. I'm looking I over here. I don't think so. OK. Let's, uh, so what's Matt Gates's cheer then? Let's go to this. Uh, well, hold on. Do, do we, we not want to hear what Lindsey Graham had to, to say? To it's, 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 okay. you know, it's, it's, it's only like two sentences long. I trust so. you, Jesse. Go ahead. That's the, that's the image right there. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> America, the nightmare you're facing is just about over. Help is on the way. This is the most qualified man to be president of the United States. And let it be said that South Carolina created the biggest political comeback in American history. <laughs> okay, that's a smart politician. He knows the crowd's not 100% with him. Yeah. Uh, this is the second time I've seen him do this at a Trump event. Remember, mm -hmm. he was booed again. Yeah. At a Trump oh, yeah, th this has happened before. So he knows he doesn't have the crowd on his side. So he's going to say the most endearing things to Trump, which is mm -hmm. really good. Yep. You can do it Tulsi Gabbard. They've hated him since he came down the golden elevator. Right? <laughs> escalator, escalator, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a clever politician. I think Trump doesn't have any respect for Lindsey Graham. Let's be honest. Probably not. He looks at this. He's like, this this freaking politician. Whatever. Yeah. This guy This guy is just latching on because, you know, Trump is so popular. That's what's mm -hmm. going on. Right? Well, and if you compare what Trump's victory speech was to what Nikki Haley had for her uh, South Carolina speech, she didn't have anybody there. She didn't have anybody lined up behind her. While Trump had all of these people lined up endorsing him. He had Tim Scott there. He had a bunch of U.S. representatives. He had uh, both U.S. senators, you know, Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott. Uh, he also had the the governor, the lieutenant governor. Uh, so, you know, he just had person after person where it just showed that he had South Carolina behind him. There there was no doubt about it just by looking at that stage compared to her uh, speech because her speech was the most boring, artificial, uh, scripted thing I've ever heard in my life. She just looks at one camera. I love South Carolina, and I always will. <laughs> it was It was the biggest phony thing I've ever seen in my life. It was all scripted. It was all, you know... Nothing coming from the heart. Uh, she obviously had some prepared statements based on no matter what the results were going to be from that. Uh, so, you know, you know, I'd rather take Trump, who's going to bring Lindsey Graham up on stage and, you know, allow the crowd to kind of boo him out a little bit. 
uh, than Nikki Haley just giving us a fake scripted speech. You know, one thing that Lindsay actually says that's very accurate, you know, love or hate Donald Trump, uh, you, you know, other than what other than you're a huge lefty and you can't see through this, but he actually is very qualified for the job. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy that runs a billion dollar plus company, you know, so size and magnitude of um, that is the closest thing you could relate to um, running the executive branch of the government, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you come from like a governor of a big state. Yeah. So it'd have to be a big size organization. Plus, he's done the job before and the world didn't crumble like all the left has predicted. Mm-hmm. But we see the current current tenant of the office is literally letting the world crumble, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of all that kind of stuff, he's a very smart communicator and somewhat healthy. Actually, that's the other funny narrative the media is going with right now. He's unfit mm-hmm. for the job. They're talking about his mental mental cognition is declining. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. You guys mm-hmm. will try anything. They literally will try anything against Donald Trump. Yeah. See what sticks. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, Razzle Dazzle agrees with me in the comments saying that Trump won't endorse that clown. I I, I think the Razzle, same way. Razzle, we'll should see. we get a beer bet on that one? I'm going to put a beer. <laughs> would you beer bet me on that one, too? Okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I think. What do you think, Bridget? You think he's gonna do it? I have no idea. I don't know enough to. I don't know anything about Lindsey Graham. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's. I want to see this Matt Gates one. Let's go. Yeah. So quick. go ahead and go to uh, 19 minutes into that same uh, video there, Dawson, because uh, not only did the crowd hate Lindsey Graham, but they loved a... Matt Gates. You said what was the timestamp? 19. 19. Minutes. 19 minutes. Yeah, 19 minutes. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, I, it, By the it way, was exciting to see. If you just listen to audio, you got to go watch this thing. Um, it just that fist bump is to die for. Yeah. Uh, a very non-controversial person, but a very good person. People don't understand. This is a very good person, and he's a very capable man, Matt Gates. Thank you, Matt. That's not bad, man. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's impressive. I'm very impressed, right? <laughs> Matt, what's going on? How many people did you put up here? Huh? That's fantastic. And by the way, before I forget, we have a group of people. Yeah, that's good right there. That's funny. And what do you think uh, McCarthy thinks when he sees that? Oh, he must oh, no. hate it. He must hate it. You know, that, that, and, you know, Matt Gates had said before on, you know, some interview or something, he said, McCarthy knows that he could never be brought out into a Trump rally because the crowd would boo him. Yeah. And, you know, I love that, you know, it's so exciting to see that, you know, the MAGA base was like, you know, he got, Matt Gates got the biggest applause, you know, besides Trump. Uh, you know, of anybody at that event right there. It shows that, you know, the American people have woken up to, like, you know, his tactics, his style, the way that he's handling himself in Congress. Uh, because, you know, at the beginning when, when it was all going on, you know, he's going to take out Kevin McCarthy. There were a lot of Republicans who were going, showing skepticism. We were saying, oh, that that's not going to work. That's just going to destroy this whole thing. We're going to lose the majority, this and that and this and that. You know, and Matt Gates has proven time and time again he's the only guy fighting for freedom consistently at the Capitol in D.C., uh, he's done a great job. Every single battle that he's led, I agree with. And uh, it's just so impressive to see that, you know, he's got the people on his side, too. It, it's it's really exciting to see because I think if, if our party is defined by the Matt Gates era, oh, man, we're heading in the right direction. Isn't it fun going through the news with Mega Jesse? Isn't mm-hmm. that fun? 
This truly is an honor. Uh, don't ever go anywhere and don't ever stop being you, okay? Oh, <laughs> Brazzle Dazzle. Yeah, he says beer bet. Absolutely. Okay. Love it. You're going to get two Coors Lights that day. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> Coors Light, come on. How dare you? we got to have American <laughs> beer. Like Bud Light, right? <laughs> yeah. Sponsor the show. Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Listen, they learned their lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> It is so funny to watch that Kid Rock interview with mm-hmm. Joe Rogan. Was it was, like, it was it Bud Light that was controversial? Oh, you were trying. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Well, Sorry, Coors that Light was... just as bad. This is the problem. Yeah. Let's weigh in this for a second, and then we want to go to some other stories, your local stuff. Uh, this whole controversy over Bud Light is really hilarious to me, and a lot of people are calling people fake conservatives now mm-hmm. and sellouts and stuff like that. I'm calling for a ceasefire. <laughs> it's it's time for a ceasefire with Bud Light. Don't set yourself on fire for that one, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, want, I want to push all Coors Lights into Egypt. That's that's my plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Bud Light definitely learned a lesson, okay? No doubt about it. But here's the deal. Coors and Miller were just as bad, right? We got pissed because they went on with this Dylan Mul- Mulvaney. But listen, Coors and Miller Light are doing all the same pride crap. They just didn't put a can with Dylan Mulvaney on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Bud Light will continue sponsoring Pride stuff. These beer. Oh, companies, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they will. You know, yeah, after, we'll after that whole thing, you know, all, that's the thing. The, the next time they do some kind of gay Pride candy, you think that's going to go over well? No, it's gonna it's gonna restart everything all over we'll again. See. So I, we'll I, see. So I I think they're done with that. And you know, they're I, I guess they got a lot of military guys. We'll see. That work we'll there. see in June. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. we'll see in June because that's when every company goes complete woke. Actually, it's like mid May nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. They go mid May till like into july pride gets the whole summer you, if you're black from uh a family of slaves you only get the smallest month of the year but mm-hmm. gay pride gets may mid-may through basically into july that's how it works ten dollars from love minnesota jake and more plus team will save minnesota if more citizens would wake up and realize who's really trying to protect their kids futures mm-hmm. oh well thank you so much yes. now i i said Give twenty. I'd give you twenty dollars to do that. So you just profited ten bucks by doing that rumble rant. Jeez, that's <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. That's very nice of you to say. Love Minnesota. I can't remember. Do I know who Love Minnesota is? No, uh, no, do you? Love Minnesota. Do you dare uh, reveal your first name identity? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love it. Well, I love mm-hmm. you, Love Minnesota. Thanks. That's very kind of you. Ugh. That's so humbling. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it just is. I don't know who that person is. I think I should. You know, I know Razzle Dazzles. I know Tucker. Brad obviously is uh, obvious. I, I love it when I go to these events. This just happened at the Tuesday event. Someone mm-hmm. came up. They go, I'm Napkinator or Napkinate. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, beautiful, <laughs> right? I yep. love it. It's my favorite thing. Okay. Um, let's do, should we do this establishment can at caves and signs pledge? You wrote this. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. We could get into that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that is, uh, this affects uh, me cause this is person running in my house. Seat. Yeah. Line, uh, nine there, Dawson. Yeah. this is uh Jake. This is your uh, district because, uh, so someone, you know, all too well is about Rhino, T- uh, Tony Jurgens and how he costs you guys the, and the entire state, uh, Republican majority control of the state Senate. Tony Jurgens is the reason that we have trifecta control uh, for the Democrats in the House, the Senate, and the governor. So, uh, you know, what's going on, go ahead and scroll down there, Dawson, because the race uh, where Tony Jurgens endorsed Democrat Judy Seberger was decided by 161 votes. If 161 votes would have flipped, then Tom DePel would have been the senator instead of Judy Seberger. Uh, and uh, now we see what, you know, so... Uh, 
basically the way that Republican politics works, there's an endorsement process where uh, candidates vie for the Republican endorsement. They're supposed to abide by that endorsement and uh, not pursue a primary. However, there's a lot of rhinos who uh, get propped up by the establishment. And, uh, you know, the establishment uh, in the MNGOP, they're always going to tell you, follow through on the endorsement. The endorsement is what counts up until their preferred choice doesn't win, up until an incumbent doesn't win, then all of a sudden they say, you know, maybe this does need to go into the primary because they think the conservative delegates can get it wrong. Uh, so, you know, uh, this is something that we've all heard about plenty of times where uh, Tom DePell, Mark Bischofsky, Natalie Barnes, Bill Liskey, Brett Bussman, they all had their data access revoked. Uh, so we know that these are the dirty tricks that the MNGOP and local party units are going to play. But now we fast forward to 41A, District 41A, uh, which is the uh, highlight of this article here, because uh, in District 41A, the uh, I guess the uh, nominations committee for Senate District 41 met with all these different candidates, got them to sign on to the pledge that they will abide by the endorsement. Well, all of them signed on except for County Commissioner, former County Commissioner Wayne Johnson. Now, Wayne Johnson, he's an interesting guy because not only did he endorse Tony Jurgens, he did in the primary after the endorsing convention, uh, he has posted online on Facebook constantly in support of the COVID clot shots and booster shots. He has posted pictures with Democrats. Can you show me those? I- I'm very curious on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, w- whichever link you want to click within there. Uh, Go to, uh, well, scroll down there. Uh, keep going, Dawson. It's that paragraph with a lot of links. Yep. Uh, COVID clot shots or booster shots, either one works. Yep. So that that's Rain something Johnson he shared. Yeah. Telling people to go get the COVID-19 vaccine. I found probably five or six different posts on his page promoting the COVID vaccine. Uh, So that shows exactly the kind of guy he is. Uh, And go uh, back. I want to see the one on the uh, the boosters too. Yep. Good news for those seeking booster shots. Washington County Public Health is offering first, second doses for unvaccinated individuals, as well as the Pfizer booster dose for people who meet the MDH and CDC criteria. We're not offering a. So this is, this is Dawson in October it, of 2021. Ridiculous. Dawson, don't do that. Oh, Jeez. I, way, I, I like how I can tilt Jesse just by doing that. That would be the first like, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, so so this is, uh, as we're in the trenches, fighting against vaccine mandates, and he's posting that bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, while, while that would was going like on. you like that? That's our studio. Don't put that under our studio. What do you mean? That's true. You can go on in your own yeah no, that was cherry tree studios Oops. yeah i don't think cherry tree Studios supports vaccines or vax shots. mandates are Wait. you are you are you are you telling me to censor my opinion on this yes it's not <laughs> your opinion you're representing cherry tree studios uh-oh now dawson dawson graham you said your name already today no you I, can I, on I, your own account go <laughs> do it i thanks for the docs i guess what wait wait a second <laughs> mm-hmm. what are you I talking said about it before the show I, did. I, don't, I don't think you said that on the show i never have Never planned to. Did you to. say it before the show? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, that's yeah. a big secret, is it? <laughs> what? Yes, it is. There, I'm a streamer, and that's shit that I keep keep on lock. Is it really? Yes. I did not know that. I am so sorry. Yeah. Am you I would, really remembering before that sh- we were talking about German? Yes, the German were. roots. That was on the show. No, that was before. That was before the show. <laughs> oh, my God. I am so sorry. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, anyhow, you're not putting that under cherry tree. My God. Yeah. But anyway, going back to this article here, uh, but because, yeah, like I said, the BPOU uh, nominations committee had their meetings with all these candidates. 
Uh, they all signed except for Wayne Johnson. After, and then what SD41 GOP did was they put it on Twitter. They said, you know, these are the candidates that have signed on. These are the candidates that haven't signed on. He starts getting some public feedback. People are pushing back. They're saying, you know, why is this guy not abiding by the endorsement? Uh, what does he do? He sends it in later that evening, uh, a signed pledge. But, however, uh, the pledge he sent in doesn't have a signed witness on it. So does that mean that he's not going to abide by the endorsement? He's going to claim that, oh, this is a void uh, contract because there was no witness signature. I mean, the establishment will pull whatever dirty tricks they can. And if that's his excuse for, uh, you know, not being a man of his word, I think that he's going to uh, have to, uh, you know, he's going to have to face the delegates for what he did there. Uh, But, you know, this is a guy who was posing for pictures with Carla Bigham, Tyron Tim Walls, and, uh, you know, one of his biggest complaints that he posts about on his Facebook page is he's complaining that, you know, I really wish the legislators would uh, pass a uh, crony bonding bill. You know, he wants a bonding bill while at a time where Action for Liberty was demanding that everybody have their surplus money returned to them. We were saying that your overtaxed surplus stars belong back in the hands of the taxpayers. Well, what was uh, Wayne Johnson saying? He was saying that I wish that they would waste your money with, an, with a crony uh, bonding debt bill which would only benefit the lobbyists and special interests and would do nothing to benefit the people of Minnesota. Uh, we had visitors to a law enforcement building today as board representative on the Community Corrections Advisory Board, AMC's Public Safety Committee, and board chair. I was honored to welcome Governor Walls, Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, and Public Safety Commissioner Harrington to Washington County. Yeah, this guy's a complete establishment hack. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, that's why you go to caucus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, good story. Thanks for um, alerting me to that. Yep. <laughs> that is good to know. Mm-hmm. For what? caucuses tonight, right? Yep. What what should people be doing if they want to if they want to do that stuff? Uh just show up, go to caucusfinder.com and uh and you'll watch see... Mort's video on how to caucus. Yeah, watch Mort's yep. video X for Liberty. Is that what you were pimping out there? Well, that that video is really well edited. I don't <laughs> know anything oh about gosh. who made it or anything <laughs> oh whatever you want to say dawson whatever i was your last actually name wondering is. why dawson by the way i just like... realized he's loud he's he's giving me shit his last name's on his signature line if you do stuff with the studio it's not like he's that much of a <laughs> not a guy. secret person <laughs> i yeah. know yeah he actually literally had me, me made me feel bad for a second there <laughs> you should feel bad no i shouldn't okay yeah, wants, i'm sure i'm you're sure the one that wants to bomb palestine back into the Palestinian days. I don't, I, don't I, I never said bomb <laughs> Palestine. What's that? I never said bomb Palestine. Well, how else are you going to get all the Palestinians to flee and go to Egypt? Israel. That that's like the whole point, right? No. That, how are you going to get them to do that? Tanks. I don't know. Whatever the <laughs> wow. military. Does. All right. Crazy. So I'll just shoot them with uh, a tank gun, I guess. So what do yeah. we, we have? Have we you make just, a distinguishment so between the, that and bombs? The unfortunate problem with that opinion is that you cannot argue with morals. But it's the right thing to do. So, so what, wait, what is the right crazy. thing to do to, to make force everyone to go? So, like the, anybody who's arguing for that, <laughs> if you believe this, Dawson, go fight in the Israeli yeah. military. You know, it's like you're, you're saying, like that. you know, people should be forced to leave their homes. You know, that you know, property that they've owned for their entire lives. You're saying that you know the Jews are owed it just for being Jews. I mean, give me a Careful. break. Agree with Careful. Jesse. Oh, I, t- typical Jews think they own everything. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Alley Cat says protesters. That was a good joke, right? Alley <laughs> um, Cat 62 says protesters interrupted Nikki's rally. It's on YouTube. How did you not know YouTube. about this? I, I looked it up. I, I looked Nikki Haley, Minnesota on YouTube, and I wasn't finding anything. Alley so. Cat, do you have do you have the link posted here? We want to see, see if, this. I'll see if I can find it quick. Okay. 
interesting stuff. I did not. I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't see that. And that says it's in Minnesota. Uh, yes, I think so. I mean, oh, okay. Well, yeah, no. If well, it was it Minnesota, that's Minnesota, interesting. Minnesota, I, I mean, I know that there's been protesters messing with her with different stuff and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah, no. I mean, if that happened in Minnesota, that is definitely good to know. Yeah, I've, I got it. Napkin Eight came in the comments also a while back. Jake and said it was great meeting you too. A for L to the moon. Oh well, that was nice. To the moon. That's a good reference. And let's talk about. Oh, the stop! Border. Stop! Stop! First of all, the moon is fake. Space is fake. But next of all, that's Kristen <laughs> Robbins. Sorry, I had to. Mm-hmm. That's Kristen Robbins. So this is Minnesota. Kristen yep. Robbins, another rhino, by the way. That that was. Uh, that's actually the woman that beat Brad Ganser in the state house race. Dirty, dirty. Really? Tricks okay. Dirty, wow. dirty tricks they played. Brad would have been the far better choice in that race. Mm-hmm. They did this mailer against Brad, bringing up this like uh, thing that happened in college 26 years prior to that, um, mm-hmm. acting like he was a felon, which wasn't wow. even true. They lied, but they couldn't do anything. And, and so, I know Brad would have endorsed DeSantis first, but he's a Trump guy now. So Brad has, you know, Brad is as MAGA as it gets. Well, uh, quite frankly, I don't blame someone thinking DeSantis might have been a good option. And then you watch the implosion. That yeah, campaign. in the beginning. Yeah. In the beginning. All right, let's go back. Uh, this is Nikki Haley in Minnesota. I can't believe. (laughs) You know, there very well could be more. But what I'll say is this. Don't get upset when you hear a protester like that. And the reason is my husband and every other member of the military sacrifice every day for her right to do that. This is a time where we need a leader with moral clarity. And I'll point you back to right, something I Donald Trump. I can't. I can't. I can't, uh, I can't even watch. Yeah. I can't even. Stay. I would not vote for this lady. Yeah, she way, I do not appreciate. Oh, my husband and all the people in the military. Then stop trying to send them to fight on these foreign wars. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because that's what you, you know, are. I was that's thinking what about, she represents. Uh, you know, Trump attacked uh, her husband lately. He's like, "Where's her husband?" <laughs> you know. And, really? Yeah. And uh, but the thing was like. You know, I mentioned that to someone, and uh, they, they said, you know, Trump is usually so far ahead of some stuff that, like, maybe her husband is involved in some, you know, dirty business or something. I don't know, you know. Actually, wasn't Trump ahead on Fonnie Willis? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and that's the thing. He, he's been ahead of, like, so many things where it's like, what is he talking about? And then, like, it actually ends up being true. Yeah, that's you know, So it's one. one of those things. Yeah, he called out the Fonnie Willis thing, like, a long time ago. He was saying, you know. I think her affair is going to come back to bite her. He was saying that like right when right. the case was happening. Yeah, so and I, I was almost like, think, what? I remember saying, what evidence does he have? And now she's on right. trial. Basically. Exactly. So that's why, like, I bet there's something to that. There's got to be something to Nikki's husband. I mean, I haven't done the digging quite yet, but I mean, Trump wouldn't say that without any reason. All right, you well, know. What were you going to say, Bridget? And then we're going to go to what Richard Painter has to say about it. Oh, I was just going to yeah. comment. T. Wall said, "Is she really wearing a jogging suit?" And another people chimed in. Well, as far as I know, wasn't this like a layover speech almost? She was like on and off an airplane, super fast. Uh, it mm. was clearly a layover speech, which would be all of her speeches. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Wow. I'm just flat today i don't know what's going on <laughs> i mean i, I, I kind of like that one that was kind of funny well you threw me off today dawson i'm gonna blame it on you go to line 20 dawson uh funny willis in a lot of trouble having to cough up her cell phone records and stuff like that what does uh richard painter have to say about it <laughs> 
Where are Donald Trump's cell phone records from? Where are Donald Trump's cell phone records from <laughs> November 2020? Election through January 20, January 6, 2021. That's what we're waiting for. There you go. That's what Richard Painter <laughs> has to say about is it. Is right. anybody waiting for that? Does anybody care? Yeah, Richard Painter does. Painter, oh, yeah. well, that, That's why you, know you should care. Okay? That's why you should care. <laughs> he was the, the chief White House ethics lawyer 2005-2007. Same time frame when they went and invaded. Well, I guess that's two years after they invaded Iraq. Mm-hmm. That's during the surge. Ethics lawyer for that. Um, all right. Uh, final thing to talk about. Let's see Oop. here. 48% of Democrats want to replace Biden. Tucker sent that to me earlier. Don't forget eh. um, the YouTube. New YouTube. The new YouTube. What do we want to do? We want to show people how we, to find we, it. I'll I'll post the links in the okay. chat and stuff. But there is a new YouTube channel for the truth. Can you pop it up real quick, Dawson? Yeah. Let me let me grab it. So yeah. So we were using Extra for Liberty's YouTube, providing them just excellent content. Right. Just great, great content. Mm-hmm. Now it's on you, Mort. You got to create all the content. You know, I told Mort he should do the behind the smoke screen more often. That was a yeah. damn good he, show. He mm-hmm. hated doing that. Though. I know, and I don't get it. Well, I, he I says he hated that. it, but then at the same point, he liked it. But it was probably more fun when he was in the legislature. I, it here's the deal: like, it's so freaking tough to do shows. I mean, it's just so much work that goes into it, and you got to perform. And Mort's a really busy guy. He's got two jobs, you know, at least two that I know of. So, you know, it is what it is, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But. Maybe I just need to produce so, behind the smoke screen. He comes in and does it. Since it's Maybe. a With all that time channel, I have, I guess. Um, two stories left. We got Finky assault weapons ban. Uh, I got to talk about this because I want to shit on Esme Murphy. And then if we get time, we'll talk about Joe Rogan with Kid Rock. Here we uh, go. Finished up in about 14 minutes. Got what it. do we got here? Oh, this is a channel. Yep. Truth Hurts on Hertz YouTube. Specifically. I'll post so links. technically, this YouTube channel has not been banned ever. <laughs> yeah, right. oh, yeah. So uh, we basically, oh, look, uh, Dave Osmick's right. We have no views. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we spent the last couple of weeks, or Dawson, I should say, spent the last couple of weeks uploading content. So all of our shows should be on there. And then uh, and then we'll be posting the fa- Fast Five, which is, he- did I talk about this yet? You have not, no. Headlines, all right. Uh, you see that um, one down there on the bottom with the golden bar? That's the Fast Five where we give you news stories in five minutes or less. That was show number one uh, that we recorded yesterday, and um, I did it in six minutes, 30 seconds, so no rules. This is going to be like um, this is gonna be like uh, the pizza reviews. One bite, everyone knows the rules, you know, and then it mm-hmm. takes like three bites. Like, we're going to have rules. I'm never going to follow the rules. Now, mm-hmm. honest to God, I'm going to try to keep it under five minutes, all right? Um, we were just testing it out yesterday. So, so Fast Five, it's going to be a daily thing. It's going to be an audio, too. So if you're in a commute, a lot of people don't have time to listen to this whole show. So you'll get the headlines that matter the most to you. Jesse, did you agree to do some of these? Or are you still uh, in yeah, negotiations? Yeah. yeah, we can definitely do there that. Yeah, I, I just got an email from Nikki Haley. I'm checking that out. Oh, it go says, ahead. Read it live on air. Yeah, thank you for joining me in Minneapolis. I didn't go. <laughs> but, uh, it's Bloomington, but okay. Yeah, wow. yeah, and uh, let's see. It's just uh, getting feedback for da, it. Da, What's interesting bomber, is bomber you know a lot ran. of this. From what I'm seeing, a lot of this is about the uh, primary. She doesn't seem to care a whole lot about the caucus. N- no mention of the caucus in this email. So uh, yeah, she obviously doesn't know what she's doing Trump here in Minnesota. Text the yeah, Trump put out a message about the caucus. Nikki Haley obviously hasn't gotten the message. He's probably worried that they're gonna like rig not it. have him bound and yeah, rig it. 
Mm-hmm. All right, because uh, David Hand would probably do something like that, right? Probably. All right, let's go to this uh, Finky. Oh, Tucker, really quick. Yeah. $20 rubber rant. One of the few days I don't work would be great to have a long show today. Here's for the overtime. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Tucker. Um, this is the problem that we have. When people stick around, and then especially when they do rumble rants into that second hour, we never thought these would go more than an hour. And then you guys do rumble rants and stick around. It's like, well, if they're here, we're going to stay. I wish I wish that these rumble rants would come in to extend our show prep time, because that's where a lot of our talking goes. <laughs> you asshole. I mean, I that caused, was your fault this yeah, morning. I caused a lot of You it. were going back and forth. I swear to God, Dawson. I can't. I'm learning a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That's it. Hmm. Uh, we actually like Dawson around here, by the way. Even though he... <laughs> Can you believe it? He means good. <laughs> As they say in the South, as they say in Lizzie Graham's home state, bless his heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's see here. What was I going to talk? Oh, so let's go to Lee Finky. This is line uh, 10. Lee Finky, Chris Finky, right? Tucker? I think when Tucker does a rumble rant, I have to call him Chris Finky. Um, <laughs> Chris Finky doubles down on the establishment bill. Actually, the title of this story, because, you know, it's nice running your own news network. You can. Create whatever title you want. Nutjob rep Lee Finky doubles down on an assault weapon ban. Lee Finky, a man who wants to be called a woman at the Minnesota Capitol, has backed one of the worst gun control bills to be introduced this legislative session in St. Paul. His bill... By the way, um, I read this story uh, on CBS, and we're going to get to this uh, uh, video, and they just go out of their way to keep referring to Lee Finky as she. It's so funny to watch this, this dance that they have to play. We just do the opposite. His bill, HF 3570, would make it illegal to sell or transfer what is described as an assault weapon that includes many of the popular semi-automatic sporting rifles used by Minnesota sportsmen. Um, I used to use these, too, until I lost in a tragic boat accident. Just FYI. Finky's mm-hmm. um, bill also establishes a government-run buyback program with an undisclosed appropriations amount attached to it to make the purchases using taxpayer money. So wouldn't that be a wonderful thing we have to pay our taxes just to go buy assault weapons to, I don't know what they do with them, burn them, melt them down. I mean, um, despite the Capitol press stating the bill stands very little chance of passing the Democrat controlled legislature. WCCO's recycled reporter, Esme Murphy brought Finky on her show this past weekend to discuss the bill. This is the second week in a row that Murphy has used her platform to attach the tragic Burnsville police murders to call for new gun control. Note the individual who shot two cops and one first responder was not allowed to have firearms and disobeyed the laws when committing his murderous act. That's just lost on people. The laws on the books. He didn't fall. He wasn't supposed to have a gun. He still had a gun, right? So good job. Didn't work. By the way, you don't hear much about the, the shooter, right? Because no, not a MAGA supporter or white person. So mm-hmm. uh, the narrative isn't as good. Isn't that funny? And that's the sad thing. It wasn't this Ann Coulter. I just talked about this. How, well, I think it was the Kansas City. Yeah, She's like, I know I, I it was a white shooter, or not a white shooter, because we don't know anything about the person. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, sadly true. She said true. that on Bill Maher, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. All right. Pull up the Esme Murphy interview. Um, re- recycled reporter Esme Murphy. Now, why do I not like Esme Murphy? Why am I being hard on Esme Murphy? Well, other than just being awful, like like huge lefty. Like, look at you. Two weeks in a row, you're talking about gun control on the wake of this tragic event that had nothing to do with gun control because clearly gun laws didn't work right so you want more gun control more laws that just don't work for guys like that and you're only affecting us so screw them 
Esme Murphy's also just a has-been. Now, personally, do you remember this, Bridget, when uh, Neil Shaw was on her uh, show? Do you remember this? Oh, you don't remember oh yeah, this? I, yeah, I kind of remember it that. It was the worst interview. I've never seen uh, – like, Neil Shaw, why would you be hostile to Neil Shaw? And she's just hostile and just just awful person. Oh, I yeah, I kind of remember that. that. She said, like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, she said, uh, do you really think Minnesota needs to be saved or do you think it just needs tweaking? Yeah. And he's like, no, it needs to be saved. <laughs> now, watch. I should have had this queued up, giving Neil Shaw, like, just a good family man, good guy, first-time person – a hard interview, which, by the way, journalists should give hard interviews, right? But they don't do it equally. Now watch this puff piece for Lee Finky, which, by the way, if you notice the sound, it's Lee Finky breathing. I don't know what is wrong with Lee Finky. In the aftermath of the tragic killing of three first responders last week in Burnsville, proposed gun control measures are getting a second look at the... Can you stop real quick? Stop real quick. Bridget, is it common for women of that age to have painted eyebrows, like literally just painted on there? Of that age, I mean, I see it fairly often. Is that pretty common? Yeah, my I think so. I, I said it in show prep, but my grandma had hers literally tattooed on. Yeah, definitely said. grandmas. I see that. Oh, just, fairly often. If yeah. it's tattooed, well, I guess it's still moving. Or they just still will pencil it okay. like a straight line. I don't know some just phony like media thing. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Are getting a second look at the Minnesota legislature. Among the bills being considered, tougher storage laws, mandatory reporting of stolen weapons. And several proposals that would ban Listen. assault weapons or Listen sales to Lee of those weapons. These bills had already been proposed before last that? week's fatal shooting in Burnsville. The author of one of those bans is St. Paul Representative Lee Finke, and Representative Finke joins me now. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for the invitation. Hey, hey, right, have me. You had this bill long sure. before the tragedy last week. What would your bill do? So this bill would prohibit the sale or transfer of semi-automatic weapons in the state of Minnesota, and it creates a buyback program for those who would be interested in relinquishing their arms. You've got a companion bill in the Senate. Why did you do All right, this? all right, all right. That's enough. You get the gist of it. <laughs> what is that? I mean, who feels like that? so crazy. I'm, yeah. I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm not still convinced that it is her breathing because at one point it's his but uh it is at one point no 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 at one point you hear like a pen drop on the ground somewhere in the background and that doesn't get caught up in a mic like that but But you can literally hear the breathing stop actually you could watch the nostrils yeah uh, on the it looked like it was finky that's why i'm thinking that the problem is that they just have a mic turned up way too loud because it's picking up everything so i don't think it's a finky problem i think it's an audio problem oh you're saying so normal breathing would have done that Gregorino, no you wouldn't be able oh, to hear like go ahead what, what do we got gregory no 29 says why don't we just um propose a law to make it illegal to shoot other people that should work right yeah like you know one. what and while we're at it also killing him too we should have that law yeah. on the books because Bridget, then you, everyone will follow it bridget can mm-hmm. you do me a favor what? sure can, what? You, can you breathe heavy uh no <laughs> well, really okay. Why would you do that to Bridget? That's so mean. Just, I want to test it out right now. No, I get Why don't you do it? Uh, yeah, why don't you do it? Because I have a mic like this. Yeah, he's he's. Mm, oh, I guess I do. I, am I the only one that has this kind of mic? Because yeah, I see, haven't heard. Yeah. Then, then I, Lee Finky's going to take the video of Bridget and use it against. I him. haven't heard your breathing at all, so I think I'm just a better audio. Producer. Well, okay. Well, here's the difference. Bridget <laughs> breathes like a, a woman, and uh, Finky somehow breathes like a man. I don't know. How, I don't understand how that works. Super heavy. I have a. Okay. Yeah. Weird how that works because they're both women, right? <laughs> I have a feeling I'm just a better audio producer than theirs is. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'll yeah. give it. And to how many staff does WCCO have, yeah. right? Yeah, you gotta wonder. <laughs> All 
Oh my God. Oh, Lee Fink. This is a crazy person. Uh, absolute crazy person. All right. I want to end on this. Uh, Joe Rogan had Kid Rock on his uh, podcast. Uh, do you have this queued up and ready to go? Yeah, okay. I've got it ready. This was the most interesting part of the conversation I, I heard, uh, where they're both discovering the national debt. I just freaking love how much Joe Rogan is waking up every day to more of the bullshit out there. He was going with Kid Rock, and I think this is an interview technique by Joe Rogan, just kind of like going with his guests, you know, doesn't want to be so much resisting it, wants to keep the conversation going, but sounded very pro-Trump in many regards. But this was the most funny thing, because first of all, Kid Rock's no political like genius, he's just a rocker, right? But they're like uncovering the debt, and they don't understand it. This is, okay, I'm not going to say anything more. Just play this right now. This is great. Or something, why are we just giving fucking money away? giving our resources. Oh, you know the fucking trillions we spent in Afghanistan and Iraq? So what's the answer to that? <clears throat> Why did they do that? I have no fucking idea. I wish I had the answer. I, like, I'm not smart enough to know that. I, yeah. There's I, probably I, I, someone who probably illuminated for us, but What what like does the debt matter? I don't understand Stop right how there. the debt fucking just, matters. Just uh, sorry, I should have uh, had the warning there. Uh, it is a rocker, so of course, uh, <laughs> language is a little more colorful. Um Great point, though, right? Why are we just giving this money? A point that I think has been brought up many times on this show. You know, whether you believe in giving aid to Israel and Ukraine and all this other stuff, I, I think you're crazy if you think you can keep funneling money through Ukraine. But even if you agree with that, with what money? We're flat out broke. Like, we are $34 trillion in debt. So this is where the conversation goes. What does this even mean? And it's a valid point because a lot of people can't understand what the hell does that even mean. You want me to play it now? Yeah, that's what okay. this is for. I don't get it. National debt? Yeah. Everyone's always bitching about the debt, but we just fucking keep spending money. Like, no business survives like that. That's just right. common sense. But they keep doing it. I'm like, it must not matter because we have the biggest bomb. It's like trying to co collect from the biggest bully in school. Like, hey, where's my $20? He's like, I'll beat your ass. Like, okay, I'll get it next year. Who do we owe all that money to? You know, they say China. They say this country, that. I'm like... Imagine if China just bought America if like one day imagine they're like, they oh, tried they own to, us. Imagine if they tried to collect. Watch <laughs> us. Look at all the people. USdebtclock.org. Oh, my God. Look at how much money. $34 trillion. Yo, look at how crazy this is. Oh, get rid is. of my window there. there when you, you watch this, it's so insane. Yep, they're like, hey, we need to send another $60 billion here. We need to fucking $100 billion for this. The thousands. Just look <clears> how quick the thousands go by. The thousands of national debt. There's another hundred. It's insane to watch. It's bananas. It's they got so that weird. Ticker in New York City. Debt <laughs> per citizen, one hundred and one thousand nine hundred and sixty dollars. Debt per taxpayer, two hundred and sixty-five thousand one hundred and seventy-eight dollars per taxpayer. I, I, I don't understand how that works. That's <clears throat> so insane. <laughs> But I've never heard How it. How is that sustainable? I've never heard it explained. I've heard politicians bitch about it, and we, you know, our debt and this, that, and the other. I'm like, I don't get it. Why yeah. does it keep going up if we can't afford it? I, I, my What's conclusion is we can clearly fucking afford it. We just print some more fucking money or whatever. There. I don't get it. There you go. There you go. And I love that conversation because that is two normal people, not experts on what's going on, just coming to the conclusion. I guess it doesn't matter because they can just print it. And I think if they elaborated on this and they went to another topic. The printing is the problem. In the end, the printing is what suppresses interest rates. Savers get robbed of more return on their money. It creates business cycles. 
And I think probably most importantly, it creates inflation and in prices of goods and services, which really harm the middle income earners and the working poor. The ones mm -hmm. the Democrats always say they're advocating for, the working poor are the most adversely affected by the policies of large government. So there you go. I love it, man. Every episode, it seems like Joe Rogan's waking up more and more and understanding the real problems facing this country. That is the biggest problem. By the way, you know, I've been saying this for like a decade. That's the biggest problem. And I still think it is. Although I would say the border is becoming close to that, right? We are literally being invaded. I saw this uh, meme the other day and it was something about like, God, how was it phrased? But it was basically like, oh, you know what? I bet I know who shared it. It was something about how many people have come across the border and how that relates to the size of our military. And it was like um, an insane amount. Let's see. I was thinking he sent it to me. Isn't that funny about memes? You don't remember who sent which? No, nope, mm -hmm. that is not the person that sent it to me. Totally forgot. Anyhow, I think it was like um, we would only have a problem if like they had 10 to, 10 to 1 um, military-aged men that were coming across the border or something like that. It was like. Mm -hmm. Ah, shit. I, I've totally screwed it up. Anyhow, I'll find that meme for next but, time. It was really so, good. wait, you were saying that, like, the amount of illegals is comparable to the size the of our military? Age men that are coming across the border outnumbers our own people in the um, U.S. military. You said That's this was disgusting. a you said this was a meme, uh, not a statistic. You know, I might be using meme the wrong way. Meme usually means funny, well, just a picture. Yeah. How would you describe a meme? A, a meme is something not to be taken seriously, but something like that sounds like you should be taking it seriously. Exactly. I, I, I kind of think you're right. So I, I might. Let me see here. Oh, you know what? Did he send this to me? Shit. <laughs> this is great. This is great TV here. Doing this on the fly. I honestly, I get stuff sent by so many people. It's hard to keep track of who sent that to me. Tucker um, wants to know when... Was it Tucker that sent it to me? No, but he just says, when are we all getting together for a range day? I don't know who we all is, but... Uh, I would love to, but uh, I don't own any weapons anymore. I lost them in that tragic boating accident, so... Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, I totally forgot who sent that to me. And, uh, oh, you know what? Hold on. This might be the thread. There it is. Here we go. Okay. Hi. Yeah, it's... Oh, I posted this on Action for Liberty's Twitter account. Hi, I'd like a wake-up call... And it's like a guy in a hotel bed. And then it's the woman answering military-aged males. Okay, I'm screwing this. Go to yeah, actually I'm, Twitter. I'm already account. on it. All right, Help you me. see the meme? Give me, give me a second. This is, look how terrible. I'm off my game here. Like, there's no good jokes coming from my mouth today. This is a meme. Brad's blaming it on me. And I say it's probably <laughs> true. Bridget, don't distract Jake during show prep. I'll take Bridget it. Bridget's not even in <laughs> show prep. Bridget's what are you saying? That's fake news. Prep. Yeah, <laughs> that's still true. fake news. <laughs> Hi, I'd like a wake-up call. Military-aged males that entered the country illegally since Biden took office now outnumber this military six to one. That wow. is dangerous. Whoa. Now, I don't know. I haven't fact-checked it, but Might be what is the uh, – well, okay, but hold on one second. Yeah. The military, what is that, about one and a half million strong, something like that? Mm-hmm. So how many mil Six to one day. How many people have come across the border since Biden's been in office? 1.4 million active duty members. 1.4 active duty? Are you sure that's active duty? I think that would be active duty and the reserves and guard. Uh, so all those illegal immigrants, uh, can they enter the military? Oops. Like, Do you think that's they're going to let them do that? That's the conspiracy, right? Yeah. Is that they'll... This is actually really interesting. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it is weird. Like they're clearly coming here for a reason, and they don't look scared in those videos. You see them, and you're just like, what the heck? Right. Like, who's telling them to come? Why are they coming? What are they, what's their plan when they get here? Yeah, and Senator John Cornyn says, uh, let's see, I'm not sure when he said this, but he said that they have logged at least 5.4 million illegal border crossings. So, uh, I mean, yeah. I Who's mean, that from again? Senator John Cornyn, uh, Texas U.S. Senator. Say, sorry, say the number again. 5.4 million. 5.4. Yeah, so, it's, I mean. So, I don't. I think the 6 to 1 is probably but taking the th- that's at least 5.4 million that's yeah. what that's what they've tracked it's you know? a freaking meme mm-hmm. the yeah. point is it's still it's, it's numbers probably are military. in that range is what yeah. i'm saying yeah it's still a numbers or military that mm-hmm. should be a big concern to people right oh yeah yeah damn good meme yeah i totally messed that one up though. wait wait hold, <laughs> so, sorry i'm gonna keep on playing this part um the texas guy said that many illegal immigrants just in Texas or across the no, whole? No, he was saying $5.4 million, I mean, 5, $5.4 million border crossings at least. I think the... Just in Texas, though? No, no, no. He was, I oh, think he was just, just saying generally. I think that I think that the thing that's going to make this meme incorrect based on those two numbers that we have is just that that's illegal immigrants total. This is saying military-aged males. Yeah, but six to one. Who cares if it's six to one? If it's one to one, isn't that a concern? Well, you said yeah. it's probably true in the meme, so... But you, uh, you even said a meme, a meme shouldn't be taken seriously, yes, right? You know, but, yeah, it's you yeah. know whatever it is, it's uh, it's obvious that the you know can you the Google, illegals Google this real quick six to one military judgment. Let's see if there's some someone that reported that. Uh, Tucker says I know they already have a program to speed up citizenship status for volunteering to serve. And we aren't the only country. I mean, the Legionnaires or the French, that's the famous thing where you don't have to be actually a French citizen to serve in their military. What, what is your opinion on? on immigrants joining the u.s military well here's a conspiracy because generally speaking i think it's great like somebody wants to join america and they're willing to stand up and fight for america but the conspiracy and i think this actually has to get a lot of uh, credibility is that and i say this all the time okay there's a civil war and the military is going to enact martial law in the u.s population i go wait a second i know the military right like i've been out for 11 years or whatever it's been I went to the deployment ceremony of the Red Bulls, uh, 34th Infantry Division headquarters, which is now going to Kuwait. I have friends on that deployment, a guy I coached football with um, on that deployment. Um, my kids are friends with them. Uh, the, the commanding general. I know the commanding general. I served in Kosovo with the commanding general of the Minnesota Red Bulls. Okay. I know these people. Okay. These are patriots. I don't really worry about a lot of these guys turning guns and on us. So the conspiracy is you bring in a lot of people who aren't loyal to America, who are going to follow orders, illegal orders, mm-hmm. because that's another thing about the military. You don't follow illegal orders. You're culpable under UCMJ when you get an illegal order. And an illegal order would be turning guns on U.S. citizens, right? So how would you enact this martial law in a civil war kind of period? You do it by having an influx of non-citizens join your military and you train them how to actually kill and then you turn that force on American people. Now, this is Star Wars. They did this with a clone army, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in the end of the day, uh, that is actually something that I think needs to be taken in consideration. Now, this doesn't happen overnight. You don't train fully functional units. You'd have to infiltrate the officer corps and the NCO corps to do this. Because if you just had a bunch of privates, you know, through base training, which 
quite frankly, joining the military, you'd be a uh, private joining a unit within three months, right? So you could do that pretty quick, but they're still being led by NCOs and officers. So I just can't, it wouldn't happen overnight, but we do need to be concerned about that stuff. And so, yeah, outnumbering the military, but I think the bigger concern also is chaos that's and maybe it's not orchestrated but when you see the amount of chinese that are coming over here and people of other countries and if you're mm-hmm. don't think isis has infiltrated our border you're insane we know al-shabaab has infiltrated our border we caught that guy in minnesota so even if it was completely organic and not orchestrated by a foreign entity but you have a bunch of military-aged men that could conduct violence in fact this yeah. just happened in uh georgia was it yeah georgia a uh, woman was killed on a wasn't a college campus oh, yeah. by an illegal immigrant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this does happen, and it could happen in mass scale. And this is also another reason why Lee Finky, that crazy uh, person in the Minnesota House, is trying to stop the sale of assault weapons, as they put it. What is an assault weapon? Right? They do define it in that bill. But this is why it's so important to have an armed population, especially mm-hmm. when your federal government is failing you. The idea that they are not protecting our border. And then at the same time, a Democrat says, we want to take your weapons away from you. That's bullshit right there. That's complete bullshit. We have a second amendment really for a tyrannical government, but just in the basic understanding of human life and protecting human life, we have a second amendment to protect human life from anybody that wants to cause us harm. And you can't protect the border. And now we know there are terrorists that are coming across the border and end up in Minnesota. Don't take my right to keep bear arms. Not a not not for a second. My family's gonna be protected. Mm-hmm. Well, if I can go find them in that lake, right? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do a rare Dawson thing, and I'm gonna agree with you completely on that note. Oh my I think, god! I think that Second Amendment stuff is pretty damn close to. It doesn't make any sense to take guns away from people because they'll just find them anyways. Guys, I I am like, let's end it there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at that. I didn't know where <laughs> Dawson was on this issue. I didn't care really. Did you not know? No. Huh. Have you ever shot a gun, Dawson? Yeah. Hell yeah, I have. And I shot an M249 saw. I watched it. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, you I'm, did. You yeah, said that. Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I still haven't really gotten that video. I need that to show my mom. Yeah, he had a uh, belt-fed uh, two, 5.56. I was going to say 2.23. NATO. That one 80 was, rounds. That one was fun, but honestly, I think that the handgun was more fun. I, I like using that one. Than the machine gun? No, just the pistol i guess yeah but you thought that was more fun than the machine gun that's yeah. what the 249 saw was yeah um ali cast says there's a camp of chinese illegal immigrants doing target shooting at the california border not shocked by that yeah um what was the gun i think it was the navy seal package we did i think so yeah but and i don't think the seals had a bread and nine so i think you shot a six hour it was a nine millimeter that, I think. that sounds familiar yeah nice you we you got to teach me still how to and an MP9 you shot MP9 too which is cool you got to show me how to get that license going because I'm gonna move out soon gonna need one uh, MP5 sorry a uh, nine mil which is a uh, well that was the the one that wait I shot different weapons than you guys because they were gonna give me an AR and I was like I'd rather shoot this Belgian one I don't remember I, I should say an M4 because this was a uh, these guys had the FF or the license for the fully automatics obviously. All right, anyhow, uh, let's end it there. How's that sound? <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for the overtime, Tucker. We went way late. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Washington Post says it's scary and racist to refer to immigrants as military-aged men. Just call what? them men. Okay, so 
But yeah, I wasn't finding anything on the on the specific statistic we were talking about. But yeah, tons of stuff about Chinese coming into our countries and uh, you know lots of illegal immigrants. They've obviously outnumbered our military, something that we cannot stand for. Yeah, absolutely. Go to caucus tonight. I was distracted. My neighbor was texting me. All right, we're getting her to go. Okay, talk to your neighbors. Talk to your friends. It's very simple. If you're sick of rhinos, establishment hacks, leftists running politics. You go to your caucus because, quite frankly, we outnumber them. We just have to show up. They want to sit at home watching Netflix and do nothing. Once you take power in your own hands and go to caucus, then we win. Politics is a numbers game. So go to actionforliberty.com. Around the top, you'll see caucus info. Click on that. You'll know. You'll find everything you need to know. Actionforliberty.com, caucus info. Thank you to our sponsors. And I'll tell you what, our sponsors want you to go to caucus too. And I know Warren Wessel, Warren Wessel Realty, We'll be at his caucus in Maplewood. I think it's Maplewood. I don't know if he's still in Woodbury. That's how we got to know Warren. 612-419-7453. If you're buying or selling a home, also thank you to Alpine Cabinetry in East St. Cloud. We appreciate you guys making the show happen with your Rumble Rants, your comments. Make sure you like this show. Go check out our new YouTube. Subscribe to that. Check out our Fast Five. Your headline's in five-ish minutes or less. I'll break that rule a lot. Um, What else do I need to pitch? Locals. Locals, What's that? I just said locals. Locals, <laughs> local. You gotta get on local. Bridget, will you get on locals. Will I get on locals? Bridget, will you do? Will you do uh, locals? Can you go on locals? Create an like, account. Sure. Okay, Bridget's on locals. There you go, Tucker. <laughs> so there's a reason for you to get I on guess. locals too. If you want to follow, and are you on locals yet, Jesse? I just. I might you. be. I I saw someone about Roger Stone on there, but I mean, uh, not not actively. But there you go. Uh, I'd have to go and mess around. We'll see. Well, we're gonna mess around too. We're gonna we're learning, learning with us. Okay, because you know we need to. Uh, Social God Save Our Republic tool. says absentee ballots for caucus. What's that? I don't know what that means. God Save Our Republic says absentee ballots for caucus. No, you can't. You got to you got to show up. I mean, if you want to run for a delegate, there is a you can become a delegate in Stensha. You got to know somebody and they got to vote you in a caucus. There's a lot of cheating out there. A lot of cheating in Morrison <laughs> County, although it's in good hands now. Ottertail County. I know what you guys are up to. Mm-hmm. You got to vote in on caucus night. It's in the law. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday. Take care.